Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood, this is SoFloRadio.com. I was lying in bed in the Continental Hyatt House on Sunset Strip. I've been lying there like that for three days, creviced out after doing fear and loafing at the hotel fire in Cincinnati for Rolling Stone. It was a drag. The firemen were a drag, the victims were a drag. So I spent the whole time narcotized on Venezuelan orgone powder. Suddenly the phone rang. I kicked through the piles of empty beer cans and found the phone. And I knew that Jan Wiener was on the other end of that line, ready to hound me for the fire story, which was already two weeks past deadline. They wanted a good piece of bozo journalism on California. And they knew that since I'm the only one that knows what it is, I was just the bozo they wanted. At first, I didn't want to do it, since my doctor had already advised me that I might not physically survive another bozo writing job. But they were offering me 500 a day, and expenses, and a dollar a word for the finished piece. And since nobody reads my stuff anyway, I figured it'd be easy to knock off 100,000 words on California. I could do it in two days if I could get my hands on some uncut Siamese tiger balls. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. And of course, I'm joined live in the studio by the master of production engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove is satin smooth, el mejor mezclador del mundo y mi hermano, Los Torches. Hola, como estas? You know, I don't want, I had to actually look up how to say the best mixer in the world. That was mezclador. Proper, Mes- proper, mezclador. proper grammar. <laughs> good, good vocabulary. Proper oh, you grammar. Know, after I put the Fania All-Stars, Fania All-Stars in the show, so I went on this whole Spanish kick. Of course, every Groupathon centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America. And around the world, y'all. How you doing, Palo Mine? I'm doing great. I know. It's another you know. beautiful day in South Florida. It's a, it's overcast. It was pishing a little bit. But a little bit, but you but know the, what? Uh, it's been as wearing, of late. We're wearing the short sleeves. Wearing, wearing yeah. you know, all over yeah. that group. Bonus package. Just uh, was lucky enough to get my copy of Cigar Snob. <laughs> yes. That's, that is the most appropriately named magazine. I've ever seen. Not officially, you know, it should, it should be called Snobs Who Like Cigars. That's what it should be called. So, we're back on schedule. Two weeks. Yeah, you know? Lots of stuff to get to, obviously, <laughs> as of late. You know, later on the show, 
I actually have a list of all the headlines and stuff that I had thought about talking about. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? And just won't have the time to do it. It's, it's a crying shame, but some of them are pretty funny. The one that I like the most is about the uh, people in France rioting at supermarkets because Nutella lowered – one supermarket chain lowered the price of Nutella. Uh, to like how by, much? By like, they lowered it by like 75% and fights broke out. Let's see. Ticket to France costs. <laughs> exactly. I can save 37 cents per jar. Oh, no. They, they lowered by... the cost from like five bucks down to a buck fifty or something and fights broke out. Fights broke out there. Of course, other than I that, there's yeah, there's lots of stuff to get to today. Let me see what we got here. We got Philadelphians using their brotherly love to make a herd of Vikings fans whimper like little girls. The gropioid epidemic forces Ron Jeremy to take a cold shower. And the man Coulter gets us hardened and gives us blue balls. President Trump once again allows the fossil fuel cartels to try and eclipse progress. Mar-a-Lago members are forced to scoop caviar with plastic spoons. And then collectively channel Colonel Kurtz by muttering, the heart. Those were the best plastic the spoons. Heart. Those were the classiest plastic spoons. It was classic, not plastic. <laughs> classic, not plastic. Let me see what else we got. How eight El Gordos come to define the world, the word Hassa, as never before. A gonzo journalist tries going back to Cali for a payday by rising, surprising. But I don't think so because he said he hates the ocean. Plus, George and I will rummage through the Groovathon archives in quest of gestalt by intent. Sadly, I just, you know, I'll tell you, I just couldn't find the time to squeeze in a richly deserved bitch slapping of Cortland Sykes, a Republican senatorial candidate in Missouri, who in an interview on September 29th proudly proclaimed in response to questions about his stance on women's rights that Chanel, his fiance, and a Harvard grad had, quote, given me orders to favor them, so I'd better. But Chanel knows that my obedience comes with a small price that she loves to pay anyway. I want to come home to a home-cooked dinner at six every night, one that she fixes and one that I expect one day to have my future daughters learn to fix after they become traditional homemakers and family wives. Think Norman Rockwell here and Gloria Steinem be damned, unquote. I know, it's a, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that we just don't have the time to properly excoriate this razorback-raised, carpet-bagging, pseudo-Harvard piece of petrified dung. It's a a shame we can't get around to that. It really is. On the other hand, though, yeah, bonus package this week, because all of that is going to be surrounded by an even larger-than-usual smorgasbord of the finest, most diverse groove Anywhere on the air. Yeah, it's just past 2 o'clock and the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah. Hollywood. Florida, that is. That means it's just past 9 a.m. on the big island. Aloha to my Ocean View Ohana, who are probably just now realizing that they were supposed to be concerned about a ballistic missile headed their way. They're, they're just... They're just... Uh, they're oh, hey! Not, yeah, they're just, they're just realizing... In a, are you kidding me? They just realized that uh, Daylight Savings, you know, went away... For the rest of the, the mainland a few months ago. They're, they're just picking up on that. Just past 7 at night in Dublin, with them saying, and the rest of Western Europe, and just past 10 at night in Istanbul, Turkey, where Rebecca Celeste is making sure that Erdogan can get his groove swirl on along with the new Turks, and yeah, the old Turks too. Yo, compadre. Hola. 
You ready to increase the high by mainlining an extra bundle of groove for See. fine folks out there? See, indeed. Then load the soundboard syringe, put the needle on the record, and get ready to slam them with a massive dose of Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
convertible with a white leather top. We don't have it. How about a gray Belvedere? A Belvedere. I wanted to punch his smiling face, but I was afraid he wouldn't rent me the car. He'd started looking doubtful when I blew lunch all over the rental agreement. After a few quick stops, I swung onto the San Diego freeway and headed for Chula Vista with a full trunk. Twelve cases of wild turkey, three pony kegs of Colt 45, eight and a half ounces of assorted steroids, a half a bale of a Honda hemp, 50 tabs of raindrop brain gobblers and four boxes of junior mints. Enough to keep me going till I reached Chula Vista and bailed out Dr. Bozo, my Philippine pharmacist. The big Belvedere tore through Chula Vista like Shamu the killer whale going through a school of herring. I screamed to a stop at the criminal courts building, but I was too late. The clerk told me Dr. Bozo had already been sentenced. I looked at the clerk and I felt like punching his stupid face in. But then I remembered that I'd forgotten to put a dime in the parking meter. And after my last run-in with the Chula Vista police, I didn't want to risk getting a ticket. There was one porky cop who was an expert with the electric cattle prod and bamboo slivers. And I knew if I saw him again, I'd probably kill him. So I hopped in the big grade of beer, smashed down the last two handfuls of mystic marbles, and screamed through Ocean Beach onto the Pacific Coast Highway. The mystic marbles were starting to come on, and the more I thought about Dr. Bozo stuck in that prison farm, the more depressed I got.
That baby, the Funky Boogie Brothers. That's the name of that band. That is Funky Flame from 2014. Those guys, it's a couple of producers uh, out of Minsk, Belarus. So, you know, the groove is global, baby, man. These from all over the place. Perfect example of that. Before that, the DT6. Name of the song is Donkey Chop. And that, of course, is, uh, I broke that out from my B-Boy Breakbeat collection. Those guys are a, a band, uh, DT6, from Glasgow, Glasgow, Scotland. That came out uh, a couple of years ago. Before that, this band is very interesting. It's called uh, The Green Pajamas is the name of the band. The song is I Have Touched Madness from their latest album, which is Lust Never Sleeps. Okay. You're like, yeah, I, I thought that was, that was nice. came out last year. They're from Seattle. These guys have come out with 33 albums in the last 30 years, and they have never been picked up by a major label. 33. Wow. That is stick to baby. That is absolutely stick to right there. Before that, a couple of clips. I've got a bunch of them throughout the show. Started off the show with it from the National Lampoon Radio Hour. It is the parody of uh, Dr. Hunter S. Thompson, I think it's Dr. Thompson S. Hunter is how they do it, <laughs> yeah. is how they label it on the uh, on the actual album, and when they did it uh, live on the air, some of it is just absolutely hilarious. I have all the, I have the complete collection of uh, National Lampoon Radio Hour albums that they put out, you know, uh, That's Not Funny, That's Sick, you know, with the uh, frog mm-hmm. coming out, it's a special frog's legs, and the frog's coming out on like a little thing with no legs, he's wheeling himself along. That's that's great stuff. Did you see Netflix has a um, a new movie, the uh, the making of it, the whole. Oh, really? They history. do. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Brand new. Write that down. Take a note for that. Obviously, I'm gonna have to get that. Before that, yeah, Big Daddy Kane. Enough respect. That's from the uh, soundtrack from the movie Juice. Came out in 1991. The entire movie, for the most part, takes place on a block that I know very, very well because my very, very dear friend Maria Teresa Garcia, who is the Sophia Loren of Convent Avenue is uh, she lives on Convent and that's where the entire movie takes place on her block so I was like that before that something that I kind of discovered you know out of the blue it's a band called Elm Treason song is called Crayon and is from their latest CD called Acoustic Sedition these two cats it's just two guys mm. both playing guitars they do a little bit of a like a drum beat thing okay going on but it's basically acoustic guitars it's all that's what all the music, and it's rock and roll. It's great stuff. I've got about three or four of their tracks now, and I got in touch with them and said, you know, this is great stuff, and they sent me a bunch of stuff. It's two guys, Andy Ramon and Bobby Steele. Uh, they got three albums out. Uh, the first one, <laughs> I like it to go, the first one is from our neoclassic rock phase. Okay. But the last two, Acoustic Treason and Acoustic Sedition, Lays the foundation of the sound we are striving for. The band's vibe is quite eclectic, from bluesy rock to trippy grooves, from indie pop to pseudo-Brit rock, from 6-8 to 4-4 to 7-8, from neo-progressive to pentatonic scale heaven. Now, mm-hmm. this is one of those things that's definitely going to get these guys on my side, though, because the uh, one of the guys, uh, Andy, uh, also created and hosted a wildly popular Major League Baseball radio program called Diamond Stuff which uh, he used to do uh, in Ohio, up in uh, northwest Ohio. Elm Treason is the name of the band. They're uh, 
they're you know currently in the New York area. Uh, I mm-hmm. guess they started. One of them was in a band out in Staten Island. You know that that I guess was the uh, the neo classic rock phase because that's all those guys know out there. Is, you know, it's like they they still they're still living the days of Lemours, <laughs> you know, from Brooklyn, from what I can tell. But um, side note, their uh, baseball Hall of Fame this year inducted has four inductees. Chipper Jones, Vladimir Guerrero, Jim Tomey, and Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, I can go with those four. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I hate Chipper Jones. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, but he deserves to be in there. And kicking off the set, screaming rock and roll from Proudfoot, Parry, and Borage. Turn up the stereo. Came out in 2015. Uh, Proudfoot is uh, the guitar player. He's out of Australia. He's another one of these, you know, guys that never met a, you know, 64th note. He didn't love... Just picking away at rapid, rapid speed. So, what caught my eye recently? This one jumped right out at me. Adult film legend Ron Jeremy banned from porn awards. Okay. That's like banning Martin Scorsese from the Academy Awards. The hedgehog of porn, Al Goldstein would call him. I'm, he's a hero to, to me. He's okay. A, he is a hero to me. I have mixed feelings about the man. I have mixed feelings about well, I've, I've met him on more than one occasion because oh, uh, I know I was friends with Al Goldstein, so uh, yeah. I hung with Al a lot. Yeah, I, and and Ron was there. And 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 by the way, if you said, "Hey, do you remember George?" like he would say, "No," right. you know, because first of all, his his head and his ego operated on a completely different plane. You know he, what? He was like at the radio yeah, station. He, worthily was, so. Know, okay, when, he, when you look like him and have done what he's done. You're allowed to have at least a tad of an ego. No question, but bear bear in mind that when he got his start in the porn industry, uh, he wasn't fat, and he could suck his own dick. <laughs> so, if 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 all you got to be is a dwarf and and you and you can make porn, you know that that that's an act. You know that's hey, that's man. an excuse to show up. What can you do? Okay. <laughs> Okay, because it was uh, yes, he is he is well endowed. Well, you know what I, but but he was an asshole in real life, right. and and um. See, this is one of those things I've never met the guy, so, so all I know is the persona. And I try to, and I run it all through a filter because in in working in radio, I've met a lot of famous people, and some of them are assholes. And one can say, well, they have an excuse. If you were that rich and famous, oh, no, you'd be an asshole no, no, no. too. Hey, he has an excuse for an ego, not to be an asshole. Well, ego, you're allowed. Ew. As anyway, long as it doesn't manifest itself in you being an asshole. Very, very. I have a, you know, he's, he's, he went into like uh, he's got his own uh, brand of rum. Sure. Okay. I have a uh, friend of mine, Joel, actually did the photo shoot for uh, you know when they were introducing Ron Jeremy's rum and sent me a bottle of it autographed by Ron Jeremy. So I have that at home, an autographed yeah. bottle of Ron Jeremy rum. But uh, I want to hear the the, the story. Portland Ron Jeremy, who's facing allegations of rape and sexual assault, has been banned from this year's AVN Adult Entertainment Expo and Awards. As first reported, uh, AVN feels that Jeremy violated its code of conduct. Just so we're clear. Say it ain't so, right? Violated its code of conduct based on the Rolling Stone piece published last November in which he was accused of sexual misconduct. I, You know what? I didn't read yeah. the piece, and I. This is one of those things where I really do have to go. Okay, seriously. Okay, I. I need. I'm going to need real proof of this one because I. I need. I'll believe a woman if if a woman can can look me in the eye and say, you know what, 
he had sex with me against my will. He he uh, harassed me in a sexual manner against my will. And she can look me straight in the face and say that. Okay, fine. But I got to tell you something. This one stretches. Well, you know, it a might, little bit, a little bit. It might not have bit. been work related. You know, I, I, that's the whole thing, and that's the part I have to consider. You know, I want to believe every woman who makes a, who, oh, who asserts this. Like, yeah. And you know, ninety nine out of a hundred times, I literally find that incredibly easy to do. This is the one hundredth time. Well, you don't know the circumstances. I don't. So I have no idea. I'm going to look them up. Security the will be on the scene. The event says, and there will be a dedicated telephone hotline to report violations. They literally set up a phone. The Ron line. Jeremy like, hotline. Yeah, the Ron Jeremy. If you, it was a picture is right next to this phone. If you see this man, call this number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one I thought was hilarious. Uh, Viking fans didn't have the best experience at the Eagles game. Now, the Eagles are going to be playing uh, against the Patriots in uh, the Super Bowl this coming Sunday. And last weekend, it was the NFC Championship between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. And after the Philadelphia Eagles won the NFC title on Sunday, the entire city exploded in exuberant celebration, complete with pole climbing, car surfing, and a dune buggy driving up the art museum steps. You know those steps where the rocky mm, thing is? Mm. Somebody drove a dune buggy up there celebrating. Said, uh, but there's another side to this victory, though. It looks, looked like uh, Lincoln Financial Field was completely full of Eagles fans. There were Minnesota Vikings fans present. And they not only had to watch their team get the shit kicked out of them, um, but they had to endure some, quote, less than friendly behavior from Eagles fans. Now, as a... Uh, as a backdrop to this, Eagles, the, the original uh, stadium where the Eagles played football, um, which was uh, JFK Stadium. RFK is the Redskins. JFK is where the Eagles originally played. That's the first football stadium in America to have its own jail. These are the fans that threw uh, snowballs at Santa Claus one year when he was, you know, riding around the field. So at this time, they uh, let me see what they did. Viking hats being stolen put into urinals, and urinated on. An Eagles fan <laughs> pushing a Vikings fan to the ground and punching him in the face. Random acts of violence. And you would assume, I love this, and you would assume that fans punching police horses wouldn't happen that often either. An Eagles fan was arrested a week ago for doing just that. And any sane person could assume it was a one-time thing that would in no way repeat itself, at least not soon. How wrong we all were. Because in the parking lot at the, at the Lincoln Field at 3.15 p.m. on Sunday, three hours before the game would even start, another man was arrested for punching a police horse in the face. I don't know if they've got blazing saddles on right. like a loop, you know, where, where sure. Mongo punches the horse. It's inspired. But, uh, you know, some of those police horses, they're assholes. <laughs> According to they Philly, asked for it. They asked they for it. According to Philly.com, the culprit was 19-year-old Andrew Tornetta. The horse-punching incident happened when the mounted police were attempting to break up a crowd uh, in the parking lot. Uh, Tornetta managed to maneuver himself out of the jacket the mounted officer was holding. When the trooper grabbed onto his sweatshirt, the suspect punched the state police horse twice in the right front shoulder before striking the corporal in the face just below his right eye. Once Tornetta had punched himself free from the officer and his horse, he shed his clothes in an attempt to evade arrest. Despite the, quote, subterfuge, 
He was quickly identified and arrested, though there's no word on whether Thrustle was actually roaming around in his underwear. You gotta love the city of brotherly love, baby. That's love. That's love. Briar's ice cream, jazz music, cheesesteaks, and punching a horse in the face. That's that's what that, you know? The Broad Street bullies, man. They they live on. They fucking I just let punt somebody in Philly two different people punched a police horse in the face in a week. I wonder if it was the same horse. I think this, <laughs> this deserves looking into. Well, I think that was a horse. Because <laughs> if it's that asshole horse I was talking about. I know. That son of a bitch. It's not a horse. I wrote a- this down. I don't know why. But, uh, you know, there was a point at which President Trump uh, was asked if he thought that Mueller would be fair. And his response was, we'll find out. Let's hope so. And I'll tell you, you know what this reminded me of? It was the exact same kind of tepid response. Um as he gave when, before the election took place, when people were saying, do you think the elections will be fair? Mm-hmm. You know, he says, you know, we'll find out. You know, basically his philosophy is, if it goes his way, it was fair. If it doesn't, it was rigged. So that's how he responds to anything negative against him. You got that uh, clip from And the Man queued up? I do. Okay, And the Man is back in the news again, Ann Coulter. And, you know, our love-hate relationship with her, this is a perfect personification of it. She did an interview on Hannity, I guess, about uh, maybe two weeks ago or something like that. I don't know the exact date, but it's one of the last two weeks. And was, oh, no, it wasn't on Hannity. It was on, uh, I don't know, it was on Fox News, okay? And um, discussing the uh, the book, the Wolf book. Yes, Michael uh, Wolf. Yeah, the fire and the fury. The fire and the fury. I I didn't watch the uh, the Grammys last night because I just can't. I, yeah, I, don't yeah, I can't. I don't watch the TV. Yeah, I, have, I can't. I can't. I watch what I want. I, watch I can't shows. tolerate anymore. I'll, I watch if there's any highlights. I'll watch them. Yeah, no networks. But I couldn't. But I'll tell you, you know, that was the whole thing last night. They were doing auditions, I guess, for you know, doing the uh, spoken word mm. book, you know, reading for uh, Fire and the Fury and and all that. So it was all politicized, you know. This morning, that was that was all the rage on Fox. But this clip, when I when I first saw it, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is the personification of how she manages to both garner our love and hatred all at the same time. You well, you got that ready? I got it. Hit that for us. Uh, something of a love fest uh, in, in the cabinet room with the president today. Um, when Kevin McCarthy is the hardliner on immigration in the room, I think we can call this the lowest day in the Trump presidency. I mean, he was clearly trying to um, overcome the bad press of this Michael Wolff book by showing, oh, he's in command. But in fact, what he did was fulfill every description of him in the Michael Wolff book. He doesn't listen. He has no command of the facts. He agrees with the last person uh, who well, We don't need to, to go I through mean, the whole happening. damn book of, by Michael Wolff. It's a bunch of trash <laughs> anyway. But what I want to ask you no, is... No, it isn't. No, no, let me, um, yes, second is. by second, well, he yeah, was no. doing... Well, let me tell you what. Yes, it is. And for the purpose of this... He was doing exactly, literally, 30 seconds. Di Fi says she wants a standalone um, dreamer bill. He agrees with that. Kevin Mm -hmm. McCarthy has to step in and say, "Um, no, sir, I think we need border security first. He agrees with that. He's agreeing with people with a 60-second lag. The problem I have, frankly, is that there was no discussion of the sequence in which these events would occur. And we know that if the wall is not, and I mean constructed, 
built before there's any discussion of quote-unquote immigration reform, we know what's not going to happen. That wall is not going to be built, is it? I'm, I can't say you're wrong. You can say anything about that press conference today called by Trump himself. He thought this was going to be a great shining moment. At any one moment, you can say he was agreeing to anything. He agreed with DiFi. Yes, we'll have a standalone dreamer bill just granting everybody amnesty. And we'll, we'll get to that comprehensive immigration stuff later. No, Lou, this is a disaster. It was the lowest day of his presidency. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more about uh, the difficulty of the day, let me put it that way. And, and it reminded yes. everyone in Washington what you do when you don't have a solution is you expand the problem. They made it comprehensive, um, vast. Well, and by the way, and also, still it no seems progress as if on Trump, it. it seems, yes, but it seems as if Trump thinks he's going to get all this great press by giving the left everything well, they want. I promise you, he's not going to get good press from this. They're still going to say he has dementia. Already, if anything, they have more arguments now with him jumping around and abandoning his base. His only, his only hope is to be peddled to the metal, fulfill his promises, build the wall, end chain yeah. migration, and deport these dreamers who are, again, as I said last week, they ought to go before MS-13. They are just a Mexican auntie They are your... the worst of the illegals. You know, and you don't like the way they create so much uh, much trouble. By the way, the average age uh, of these so-called dreamers, the president himself refers to them as kids. They are far from it. Uh, they he are... corrected himself on that. That yeah. was actually one of the high mo moments of the press conference. I mean, every once in a while, I could, I could go through and give you 30 seconds where he was great. But then, but then the next answer is, I'll take the heat. It'll be comprehensive immigration reform. <laughs> Well, he did say that. It's and not disputing it, the Michael Wolff book. <laughs> well, it, it is. I, I, the reason I don't like the Michael Wolff book is, is because it's filled with trash and fraud and uh, fiction. And, and you know better than to use it as uh, some sort of uh, compass. Some of it on is. The, on the body. If you oh, actually read it, if you, if you exclude the bad stuff, it's not that and bad for Trump. It's you tough are on too the press. It's good on the Russian investigation. To sit here and boost a really bad book like that. Uh, you know, um, I... I'm sure those people told him that, and they're the ones who were hired into the White House by Trump. If he doesn't want people bad mouthing him, he ought to support. He ought to hire people who supported him. <laughs> the yeah. Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's hysterical. You know, these are the things that she says to sell books. Oh yeah, look, right? she, the, when that's when you see her on TV the most. And I can't, I can't fault her for that because when I was in sure. regular radio on the I Neil Rogers it. show. Uh, hyperbola was our stock and trade. Sure. All right, we would we would arch as far as we could. We would aim for the extreme. To, to for, I've uh, heard that was the, the opening. I've heard some of the bits. The opening <laughs> shot. The opening shot. We we have some wonderful uh, bits about Man Coulter. Uh, so, uh, but at least she is honest about she's not uh, how a how they feel. She basically, she, she's not. She's a bitch on certain things. We we you know and. She's not turning turning around that. Yeah. That doesn't mean I uh I I don't I you know everybody everybody's doing the best they can but uh, here is is this my chance to talk about immigration real quick or did you got another thing here? I got another thing but to you want to go off on immigration. I mean I you know Just but what she said about the dreamers and everything because people give me shit because I am an immigrant, a refugee specifically uh from Cuba and and they think that uh, I, I ought to be, uh, you know, leading the march to protect uh, the dreamers. 
uh, etc. My family, just for, for what it's worth, in order to come to America legally, anybody who's ever done the process will tell you that it's a big pain in the dick. And my and in, and depending uh, just just on the U.S. side, what you have to do to fulfill the uh, obligations by the American government. But then depending on where you are, you're in a world of shit from the moment that you start. Specifically, in Cuba, they pull your ration cards. As soon as you declare your intention to desire to leave the country, they say nuts to you, and all those lines that you hear people talk about, they got to stand in line from 3 in the morning to get a loaf of bread, you're not eligible to stand in line at 3 in the morning to get a loaf of bread. You're living off the black market. You and your whole fucking family, you don't want to be part of the communist revolution and then we wait you wait for for almost two years if your lottery number comes up they come and take a selection of your family not like your whole family it's the, 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 this one this one and the, and the fat one over there whatever and and then in the middle of the night or whatever and just pick just get up and go Empty your pockets. You don't. You're what you're wearing with nothing in your pockets. Take your rings off. Take your jewelry off. That's, that belongs to the state. And that's and you wait and you wait for a chance to do that to come over here legally. And I'm supposed to be sympathetic to people that swim or crawl, climb a fence and then expect it. Well, not sorry. even. It's not just that. Okay, you and I. Have and you can't. Exact- and you can't be pro labor, and and be in favor of the labor force being undercut. By the the underground economy, the black market economy. If we expect people to work and pay taxes, and what sense does the minimum wage make at all? Why even bother having legislation with regards to well, that's a, a the, minimum that's wage? The hypocrisy well, of of the of conservative so, Republican right. Party is that they well, don't want the minimum wage. They they don't they, want to raise they, the minimum wage. They they also don't they, want they illegal want immigrants. What? But right. in the but what they really want is illegal immigrants well, they, working. Who don't you know? Who what, aren't what being forced? Yeah, is, be paid is slavery. But the Democrats, yeah. hey, you Democrats, you're supposed to be pro labor. Look, I the the counterpart. DACA, they 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 went all in on DACA, and I said oh. it on a number of occasions. Oh. What a crock of shit! I'm Nobody. for diversity. Nobody cares. I am for diversity, am. but that's eight hundred thousand. I'm pretty. I'm pretty diverse. Yeah. I'm a spick. You're a Jew. Yeah, whatever. But what you- the, the the ball game was the fucking tax bill. That was what they should have bought <sighs> the mattresses yes. for. And That's- what they instead did is they said. Guess what? You know what we want to do? We want to try and do something that's going to be easy for us because this is the one that's easy for us to get yeah. behind. This is, the, and then they so they went in favor of two million people that mm-hmm. are U.S. citizens mm-hmm. and fucked the other three hundred million of us yeah. that are. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. for yeah. DACA. I am. But you know what? Not at the expense of my tax. You know, uh, getting fucked uh, in the tax bill. I'm, 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 I'm this on DACA. Uh, no contest. This is what I would do if I were a Democrat in office. The tax thing, and and the health care thing, the Obamacare or single payer national health care. What about the guns? You could have them here. Yeah, here, right. Have them all. What about this the fighting about, about the war? We want to deport. We want to deport all the dreamers. Deport them twice. Deport them. Import them, and then deport them again, yeah. and kick them in the ass. You want to build the wall? Taxes. Build the fuck. You want twenty five billion to build a wall? Okay. Taxes. Apple is repatriating thirty eight billion in taxes. Okay, go ahead. Give him the financing with, for the wall. I'll tell you something. Mm-hmm. You know what the best thing it could do is is approve financing for the wall and then make it an open uh, make it a uh, an open bid process so that it can't be rigged for you know cronies yeah, to get the good contract. Luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, I know. All right, so this is the one. This one really really pissed me off. Uh, Trump follows Europe's lead with Chinese solar panel tariffs. 
Mike Bloomberg, Trump's solar tariff will destroy U.S. jobs and raise electric bills. Okay? Basically, he followed Europe's lead, and he put a 30% tariff on Chinese manufactured solar panels, as well as, uh, what, dishwashing machines? Was it dishwashers? Yes. Dishwashing machines. All right. And I I really... You know, we went off on the old, uh, you know, FPL uh, on uh, Florida Power and Light when they were trying to con everybody into paying more if you wanted solar power, even though they're producing so much of their energy with, quote, the largest solar farm in America. So it's okay for FPLA to do it, but not for me, you know, an individual citizen. And I I wrote that it is this is absolutely hypocrisy personified. After years of conservatives complaining that Obama was turning us into a European socialist state and energy companies like FPLA here in Florida trying to fool consumers into paying extra for the right to harness energy from the sun. That's the part I like the most. It's like, you know what? We realize that the sun belongs to everybody, but still, you should pay more if you want to use it to provide yes, energy of course and that we can. Okay. What does President Trump do? Yep, once again, kowtows to, kowtows to his campaign financiers and then follows the EU lead by deciding it's of a greater benefit to our nation that American solar panel manufacturers make more money producing solar panels than it is of a benefit for American consumers to pay less for those solar panels. By the way, they would be paying less through increased competition. Guess what? If you want solar power for yourself, you can now officially thank the fossil fuel cartels negating any windfall you may have been looking forward to as a result of the tax reform ripoff that became law a month ago. Side note, we could have taken the lead here in America in solar panel manufacturing if Republican voters weren't such rubes. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Is, you know, I said, is this mean-spirited and against my newfound proclamation to attempt greater civility when voicing my displeasure with the current administration? No, not really. After all, I didn't use words like fuck or asshole, as in you fucking assholes who voted for Trump are going to cause me and millions of others to have to spend more money in order to harness energy from a free source that doesn't harm our planet. See, now that is Mm. civility personified yeah, in response to hypocrisy personified it is absolutely hypocrisy okay mm-hmm. that he's doing this this is what kowtowing to fossil fuel cartels looks like yeah this is it straight up the, and th- this straight is up. this is their last hurrah it is they, it's, they're coughing they're up blood fucking they, hard they see the guillotine blade just just descending because for, i mean it was finite to begin with yes look I can tell you for a fact that we will, at some point or another, run out of natural gas. Everything. We will run out of coal. We will run out of oil. Okay? Two things I know for sure. There ain't any dinosaurs. By the way. And even if there were, we don't have the time. How many gallons of oil does it take to make one car tire? Get ready for the car tire prices to go up. Eight gallons. Are you shitting me? Nope. Do you know, I thought it was interesting. Do you know that I, I was talking to a friend of mine about this and he was saying that we you know we don't have to import any oil anymore here in america because mm-hmm. we make so much wrong 
Yeah, no. we export and import. We are actually a net Remember, importer pl- of oil by about five plastic. billion da- barrels a day. Plastic, all plastic come from exactly. oil, so we need to recycle it and uh, and dedicate the oil to the making of plastic. But I'll right? tell you what, it is time to get to more groove, which is why we don't have time to discuss Cortland Sykes, who describes himself as an admirer of Steve Bannon, and asserts that he never bought into quote radical feminism's crazed definition of modern womanhood and never did they don't own that definition he said and never did nor will we have time to shine a light of shanda upon his belief that quote they made it up to suit their own nasty snake-filled heads modern women can be in capital letters anything they want including traditional women as millions are and millions more are fast becoming unquote It is a travesty, I say, of the modern era that because we don't have the time in this show to ask this political and neo-intellectual ne'er-do-well who insists that if you like President Trump, then, quote, you and I see eye to eye, unquote, we don't have time to ask him what his definition of traditional is. You know, he's hijacked the word traditional. It's a shame that we don't have time to point out this piece of shit Cortland Sykes. I mean, it really is a shame because we have such a jam-packed show. It's it's a bummer that we can't bring it up. Another time. Yeah, because we've got more groove to get to. You ready? I'm ready. It's the Groove of Don on SoFloRadio.com.
didn't like to go. Cause the party first street breakdown, babe. They tell me that's why they all go. Listen, bring it down, man. driveway like Jackie Stewart at Le Mans and made a perfect stop in a space right in front of the lobby. I checked into my bungalow and then fell by the polo lounge. The place was crawling with typical Hollywood show business vermin. After only ten wild turkeys, I'd had more of the polo lounge than even a bozo journalist can take.
money I wish I had some I'd spend it on you, babe Cause you really something Even though I don't have a lot You can have what I've got Money, money Money, money Money, 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 money I just don't have none You're the kind of girl that Makes me wanna get some Makes me wanna, makes me wanna get some So I can go where I've never seen myself And you've never been Money, money Money, money Money, money Gotta get myself up out of bed and get some work today. Never gonna keep a girl like you around. Got a nine to five and all week long till I get some take on Cause everybody knows that you like your fancy clothes, and that's where my money goes. Money, 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 I got to have it, and if I get the chance again, you know I'm gonna grab it, I gotta make some money today, if I want you to stay, money, 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 Hey, guess what? We we missed our. Did I miss my cue? Maybe we were just so comfortable. We were. We were. <laughs> well, we were. We're talking about Ron Jeremy here. This is this is one of those. The Ron Jeremy update. Uh, he did bad things. Uh, I don't believe everything that he's accused. Yeah, some of those stories, of doing. like some of them, have you know sound legitimate. And then, but the one about the chick who said that yeah. she uh, that he, he raped he her, raped her in the bathroom, and then she with... went home with him, slept in the same bed, and he, he raped her again. Yeah, you know? I'm. You know, uh, I oh, but that's just. I know. I know. I know. I know. Give me a break. That's what he said. Give me a break. Right. Like, I have daughters. My daughter said, hey, you know, it's like, what, what were you doing going anywhere within 100 yards of Ron Jeremy? Well, that right? was, you were yeah. saying this last week. You know, he's, you know, if they're, I, I, you know what? Yeah. I can't. I can't. I, yeah. I can't even. The Partridge Family, Money, Money from Bullet Board. That was their last album. came out in 73. And that literally is the only album that didn't make the Billboard Top 200. Every other album they recorded did. That's a great song. Before that, Stevie Salas and the Soul Blasters. Free up from the Soul Blasters of the Universe from 2004. Before that, a little bit more from National Lampoon. Got bits and pieces of that throughout the show. Before that, Killer Tune. Uh, stole this one uh, from Binky Griptite. Heard it on his show, I don't know, about a year ago. And have kind of had it stashed away. Naomi Davis and the Knights of 41st Street, that is the 41st Street Breakdown, the 45 they released in 1998. She's actually originally from Alabama and then uh, moved to New York City and kind of got her swirl on there. That's where all that, you know, she went from like, she turned the gospel from Alabama that she had been raised with 
into a New York City groove, and he gets out a lot, man. It's a fantastic song. Naomi Davis and the Knights of 41st Street. Before that, Our Lady Peace, the Birdman from Navid, 1994. That was their first CD. Great, great album. Those, this is another one of those bands like 311, Our Lady Peace. Their first two CDs were great. They were great. And then, you know, Brendan O'Brien, I think, got a hold of them. At some point, just like he did, you know, this guy was like the go-to producer. And at some point, he was so overworked. And he he did work for Our Lady Peace, and he did something for Rage Against the Machine. And both times, you could tell that it was just formulaic at that point. It was the Brendan O'Brien formula. I fucking hate it. Kicking off the set. The Jackets, oh, baby, from way out 2012. Those guys are from Switzerland. Yeah, it's a little trio. Garage punk psych freak beat. So anything anything with that description, I'm going to at least give a shot. And it's pretty cool stuff, man. The Jackets, Way Out is the name of the CD. So a quick thing here. We'll do a little uh, interjection. The quote that I read is from a guy named Paul Tudor Jones, and he is the uh, founder of the uh, Tudor Investment Corporation. Uh, the quote is, there is no bigger threat to our democracy than wealth disparity. Now, uh, as of uh, February last year, uh, Forbes magazine estimated this guy's net worth to be worth uh, to be uh, $4.7 billion, making him the 120th richest person on the Forbes 400 and the 22nd highest earning hedge fund manager. He's known for his large-scale philanthropy, and eight years after he founded his hedge fund, he founded the Robin Hood Foundation. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, no, it's great. And it focuses on poverty reduction. Now, every year, uh, Oxfam comes out with this list. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much money is in how many people's hands? And uh, Oxfam is an uh, uh, international confederation of charitable organizations focused on the alleviation of global poverty. Uh, it was founded in 1942 as the Oxford Committee for Famine Relief. It was founded by a group of Quakers, social activists, and Oxford academics. And what they do is they calculate the number of the top wealthiest individuals that it takes to exceed the bottom 50% of global humanity in combined net worth. Okay? Okay. Now, as of 2010, 388 was the number. It took 380, the, the top 388 richest people in the world mm-hmm. had as much money, had more money than the bottom 50% of humanity, of, of humanity, collectively. In 2015, that number went down to 80. Yeah. In 2016, it went down to 62. Now, keep in mind, wow. this is all on President Obama's watch. Yeah. Okay? 2017, you, you want to know what the number was? All right, I'm ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? Eight! Oh, my God. Eight! This is... Eight! The hateful eight, man. Eight! Oh, Joe! What a curve. Eight people. The richest eight people in the world have more accumulated wealth than the bottom 50%. Okay, and when I say bottom, <laughs> that's the part. I, yeah. I can't think of another the way bottom, to say it. Bottom, the lower half. The, the, uh, yeah. the 50% of the people on this planet that have the least amount of accumulated wealth, if you combine all of that, Mm-hmm. The top eight people have more than them. Can you break there are me eight off a chunk? People that are worth more than four billion 
others. That's basically what they're saying. Okay. That is – what the fuck? I was The three richest today. Americans hold more wealth than the bottom 50% of the country. All right. Right now. That's mm-hmm. just here. What the fuck? Seriously. And, you know, boy, thank God for that tax that tax bill, man. You know, boy, that's really going to help. Mm-hmm. That's going to help mm-hmm. something. You know, I, I, I mean it. I, I really I, – I think that people who own their private private jets – and golf courses, they, they need tax relief. They need tax relief. Those are expensive. That's, do you know I, what it I costs know. to fuel a Learjet these days? God damn it. I, I work part-time uh, in an accounting office where I get to hear through the walls the sound of the clients being told, the the, the ones that were that are, I guess, Republicans, being told that, that they got fucked. And they don't want to hear it, and I hear the anger and the screaming and the oh, arguing, yeah. and like I'm, and 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 they, and they, the arguing with reality is like, they, and they're telling the accountant to rerun the numbers. You must be doing something wrong or something does like, and he's trying to tell them understand something. You got fucked. Yeah, and here's the thing. It's not really. They're not fully going to come to grips with it until next year. Mm. Okay? When right. they have to file their 2018 right. taxes. Right, right, right. Okay? Right. But they come in with the questions. They come in. the one that there were, there were a couple that really caught my eye. Um, teachers will no longer get <laughs> a tax deduction when they go out and spend their own money on, on, school, on supplies school supplies for the children. Right. Uh, waiters and waitresses. Fuck those teachers. Okay? Waiters and waitresses, okay, people who own restaurants. Oh, sarcasm. Can now take the tips and pull them together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And take them away from the waiters and then dole them out as they see fit. Mm-hmm. And the, the, basically the crux behind that, the, the theory behind that was that that's going to help raise the wage, the hourly wage mm-hmm. of the waiters and waitresses. Mm-hmm. The one that I think Republicans, you know, nobody's been talking about. If you're a police officer mm-hmm. and you have to buy your own gun holster, or an extra gun for mm, your job, mm. or an extra uniform for your job, that used to be tax deductible. Mm. Guess what? Not so no. much anymore. How's that for support of law enforcement, you fuck? Yep. You need to see. Here's how you have to structure it now. You need to start a company and then work for your own company uh, as a police officer. <laughs> all right, and that way I'm you, hire you as a yeah, guard. yeah. Then that way you can deduct really uh, your holster as a business expense. It's. That's what that's what you have to do, I, and the, the I'm, tax it's funny. Bill but was true. the fucking ball game, and, and we blew it. Schumer blew it. Pelosi blew it. We blew it. We fucking blew it. We Dagger. fucking blew it. a bunch of Dagger. fucking candy ass. Yep, I'm t- I'm telling you, it they they they, they, they suck. Pussy. Can only explain so much for so long. They're in on it. They, they're in on it. All they care about is keeping their job. They're being they paid to lose, job. take a dive, throw that fight. Fucking people. Well, I'll tell you something. With that, I think what we need is more clip? proof, which is why I don't think there's time to yank Cortland Sykes, candidate for Missouri Senate, for the Senate as a senator for Missouri. I don't think we've got time to yank him from under the rock he slithers under every night after alleging that there's a nonstop feminization campaign against manhood. <laughs> I wish I had time to burrow down to where Cortland Sykes' attitudes wallow in the muck and mire. But we have so much groove that there just ain't time to point out that he doesn't want daughters to grow up into a, quote, career-obsessed banshees 
who forego home life and children and the happiness of family to become nail-biting, manophobic, hell-bent feminist sea-devils who shriek from the tops of a thousand tall buildings that they think they could have leaped over in a single bound had men not been suppressing them. <laughs> no, there's no time to talk about that. We don't have that time. <laughs> I am sorry. We don't have time to talk about Cortland Sykes. We just don't. No, we don't. And his, do. his Harvard graduate wife. You know, I wonder how he feels about her having gone to Harvard and not Radcliffe. Interesting. Interesting. But you know what? What? We don't have time because the group take precedence, right? Right on. It's the group is done on SoFloRadio.com.
Welcome to my backyard. Smoking loop loose in your sector. Got my eye on the morning apparatus like the bone through a dog wig. You know I gotta have it. Anywhere it is, and I'ma grab it. Turn around, stare into your face, and I jab it. Drop you like one of those ill bad habits. Hurt you like a hillbilly hunting rabbit. Cutting up like mold on the wheel. For real, penitentiary still. Put hands to bed from the joke of a headlock. Faded ball heads to perms, even jelly like Warack. Good boy, where the style? I can get foul a while and play fool for a while. So baby, check me full from Hang on High Remix. That is from their Stash EP. Came out in 2002. Before that, Blues Traveler, Love and Greed, Save the Soul from 1993. Before that, Love This Trap, Love This Tune, Man. Now, Mouse and the Traps, Made of Sugar, Made of Spice. That is from one of my 10 favorite 
album collections of all time, Nuggets. Uh, it's also got, I love the line, which is, uh, she'd get herself a banker to buy you the promised land, but she knows you don't buy happiness on the time installment plan. I don't know. They, they wrote some great lines for that funky destination down to the music. That's from a uh, four-song EP they came out with in 2013. Those guys are from Greece and kicking off the set. We love them. Henry Rollins. Can't get enough of them. Rollins nope. fans starve from coming and burn 1997. That uh, set right there is five songs that I we reworked and then I let you do your magic on mm-hmm. that were originally from a show that we did a year ago. The show from January the 30th, 2017. I went back um, after hearing uh, recently that uh, the Doomsday Clock is now closer to midnight than at any time since the Cold War. Okay, they every year they they tell you you know what's going on, and it it you know when I heard that on the news, uh, I was sure that I'd heard that proclamation. Before I'd heard, yeah, I'd right. heard, I could have sworn I'd heard that before, and lo and behold, I had. It was exactly a year ago. Hit me with <laughs> it. the doomsday clock is the closest to midnight it's oh been since God. 1954. Tick, 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 tick. There it is. That's what that ticking sound is in the background. Last week we were talking. You know, you brought up uh, the Clockwork Orange, yes. the glossary of terms. So yes. now we need to get used to some of the new terms, alternative facts. I'm telling you, and I said this as soon as I heard it. She is in future generations, a thousand years from now. She's going to be in history books for coining that phrase. That's what oh, people yeah. will remember her for. She has solidified her place in history with that if one you, line. If you watch like the Sunday morning talk shows. At this point, you know, because the administration sends all its emissaries out. So you got, you know, her, you got Kellyanne Conway, you've got uh, Reince Priebus, you've got uh, Sean Spicer. And these guys, you know, literally every Sunday morning, it is the kind of narrative contortionism. Okay? I mean, these I, guys are tap dancing I, I, as fast I, I, the, as they fucking can you know, every Sunday morning. They won't answer a single no. question. Nobody actually can give a yes or no answer. It doesn't matter how many times, okay, you know, Chuck Todd... Ask the same question. If it's a yes or no question, the last thing he's going to get is a yes or no answer out of these people. Here's a couple other ones that I came across. Routine eavesdropping. I like that one. Right. We came across that during some routine, <laughs> routine eavesdropping. eavesdropping. What? You do what now? Yeah. And uh, I like this one, too. It's not just vetting. It's extreme vetting. Yeah. The we, normal vetting wasn't good enough. No, absolutely not. We need, you know, the new and improved. The new and improved one where they check your Facebook and ask you how you feel about Trump. Did there you hear that one of the stories? So, uh, let me see That's what else. Uh, the, you know, I wrote this down and I was like, remember all the dames, chicks, broad skirts, babes, and their fellas marching around the world the day after Trump's inauguration? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay? Uh, yeah, there you, you go. <laughs> I, I, the, the marches... That are going on, you know. I support what these people do. I'm, I'm absolutely in agreement with them. Here's the problem, okay? It's theater. I wrote down that the American electorate is a full-fledged junkie, and as such, can't be helped until it reaches its bottom, and it's not quite there yet. I'm not sure what the average voter, you know, what what people determine the average voter to be, okay? But I'm certain that their addiction to narratively convenient information slash misinformation is so balls to the wall by now that a one-week detox followed by a 28-day inpatient treatment ain't going to be nearly enough for them, okay? This is literally 
we we are addicted to narratively convenient information slash misinformation. We're hooked. We're fucking hooked on it. Mm-hmm. All right. There's nothing, you know. And here was the line around. It said, unless there is a convening of a constitutional Congress constructed chiefly to castrate the current catastrophe caused by the Connecticut Compromise, the only other way we're getting out of this, revolution. It doesn't have to be a violent revolution. I know. But we're going to need a revolution. The You know, I, I, I said this over and over and over again, right after, you know, when people started talking about Oh, the uh, the electoral college needs to be changed. We don't need a rehashing of the numbers. We need a fucking road trip, okay? And by a road trip, I mean a relocation. Unless people who live east of ninety five or west of the four hundred five are mm. willing to go in between those two highways and literally set up shop, set up shop. You have to right. go there, yeah. move there with your family. You need to set up yep. roots. And then yep. once you've set up roots, then you have to run for office because the only right. way folks in the heartland are going to change their mind and be convinced that they are over Wrong. and over again voting <laughs> against their own self-interest right. okay, is if they are convinced to do so by a neighbor – that they have come to know and trust, who understand that's the only way. The rest of this is fucking theater, man. You can put a continue. You might as well put a continuous loop of like a rehashing of Eugene Ionesco's rhinoceros on all the news channels for all the good it'll do. Seriously, nobody care. They're watching that shit, okay, in the heartland, and thinking. Yeah. What are you guys marching well, it's, about? It's not for them. And and I've been having this conversation uh you know, you know on on Facebook and in person. Not you know, because I actually guess what? Some of the people on Facebook uh I, I actually know in real life. <laughs> you know, know, they're right. not all fans or people wanting to sell me Ray Ban sunglasses. So uh <laughs> <laughs> I love the yeah you know from which the I speak. algorithms are great. And and so the some of the comments and I and I comment back, no no. I'm 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 here to state it, not debate it. All right? right. I'm not here to to prove a point to you or to hear what you have to say in response to what I've had to say. I've already made my decision. I'm a big boy. You know, I'm 52. I've already made my decision, and I'm tired of arguing with people like you. Right. I, because two you plus have, two you, equals four. Five. And you, you want to tell me that it equals right. five? You have already I'm, now officially since this election. You have already as proven. Because I'm a fact-based person, you've already proven that you don't care about facts. Right. So I know facts. So I know. I know. K N O W. Not believe. I know with a capital K N O W that if I show you reality as plainly as it is for everyone to see the sun rising in the east, that you will say no, no. That's a trick watch. That's a trick compass. It's a liberal conspiracy. The sun rises in the west. I know that you will say that if that's what you have been told. Old to believe, so I'm here to state it, not debate it. Go fuck the off, all right? I and that's and that's uh, the protesters. The protesters are all the signs. I don't feel like they're they're doing that to make a point to someone else or try to convince anyone else of anything. They're pissed off and they're out there making statements. They're stating it. They think not debating it. They're they're venting. They're they're shaking their fist. I said that before the show. Yeah. They're shaking their fist in a rage. It's an expression of their rage and their discontentment. And I don't think that a single protester believes that they're going to change anyone's mind through their actions, but they're sure as shit going to let their mind be heard. 
Well, you know, and so and so that's what I believe that it's they, all about. The the anger I think is is so misplaced at this point. Well, I share the anger. Yeah, are, I share are, the are anger. You, are you not? I am. I am. I'm angry and I'm worried. Okay. I, and and I you would, ought to be. I was thinking about this thing. You know, I, I made a comment on a recent show that uh, the two big gets out there for the media are going to be <clears throat> Trump's tax returns mm-hmm. and the video of him at the Russian pea room. Trademark. <laughs> trademark. Do, do trademark. That. Trademark. Russian pea room. I like that one. Star, f- hire a cartoonist. We have one here on staff. <laughs> we do. I want and, and And you'll get a million shares. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I'm rethinking that. And I'll tell you why the video isn't going to be a big get. Because... They don't care. Wait, they don't. They literally don't care. Most Trump supporters probably couldn't care less. They're okay. He's a big. If he likes, all, you know, if, if Trump likes to get stump fucked by a midget amputee, just so long as it doesn't cost them anything. And you know what the proof of that is? Mm-hmm. Okay, Marion Barry. Sure, Marion Barry is is the template at this point for people. Marion Barry and you know all of the uh, preachers who get caught with their. Hand in the kitties in the you know in, in the some, kitties yeah in the kitties you know, <laughs> sticking a you know use them like sock puppets with their dicks. No, I have sinned against you, my lord. Shut yeah. up, you fuck. Why do they call it's, it the rectory? Yeah, right there. The entrance Rec- is in the rear. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna my new band wrecked them, but it's gonna be W R E C. You know, you mm-hmm. put a little twist on that one, and that's the thing that the Marion Barry template gets used now. You know, he got he literally got caught smoking crack with hookers, and yeah. then and then made and then was reelected. Mm-hmm. The guy up in Canada, that fucking bozo up there. People, oh, he, he's he did not read the I don't, you know, the 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 adage from from Twain: it is a lot easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. Correct, because nobody wants to think that they're thinking the the their train of thought, their narrative, their ideology has is wrong. That nobody wants to come to that conclusion because it makes you feel less than. Guess what? It doesn't. It makes you feel more than. Okay, you should be. Right. Because learning, you know, changing your opinion isn't necessarily being a flip-flopper. It's about gaining new information. And, have, and right. then once you get new information, once you get facts, mm-hmm. it's okay, about growing. you alter your opinion. Yep. I, you know, flip-flopping, one of the, you know, politicians flip-flop. The rest of us change our mind. We're allowed to change our mind, especially if you're a reality-based person, yes. a fact-based person. Two plus two equals four. I used to always think, has, always will. I used to think that the contemporary Irish rock band Flogging Molly was from Ireland. Would that not be a a fair assumption? I thought the, you know, Steel the, Pulse isn't from the, Jamaica. Dave King, the leader, was born in Dublin, so naturally I just filled in the blanks. That, and my daughter, Where are they know, from my fourteen-year-old daughter, you know, Flogging Molly, Irish band. They're not Irish; they're American. Yeah, I'm like what? They go, they were formed in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Dave King, like, oh my God! So I've been fact. I was factually wrong about something, and I and so I stopped saying that factually wrong thing. There you yeah. go. That's exactly it. And I think that the the thing, all these marches, you can march to the fucking cows come home. Seriously, this is just like Occupy Wall Street. The, the marches- Boy, wasn't it great then? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. We're 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 five and a half years removed from Zuccotti Park right now. Where'd okay. it get us? Where'd that get us? Nothing. It was all over the news. We were there. They shut down a fucking Brooklyn Bridge. Where'd it get us? Wall Street's more powerful than ever. Sure. More powerful than ever. That's why. We are more beholden to them than ever. Those marches got us nowhere. Unless you want to relocate 
to the mm-hmm. heartland of America, right. set up shop, set up roots, and then run for something. Get elected to something. School boards, county commissioner, starting there. You can, you know, seriously, march all day and all night, man. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I Here. applaud where you're coming from, but the actions themselves are absolutely 100%. You can, those marches don't mean Every, shit. Everyone should watch. And it's a perfect, right. because Tro ne- Trump needs a foe. Yeah. Now you're it. Now you're it. And, you know, you didn't see no, us marching. This well, is yeah, a, I did. This is a, this is a, he doesn't care. And this isn't going to help him. They're going to ignore that shit completely. Exactly. What, what everyone and all of do, his supporters are going to look at it and consider it nothing but dinner. Because their narrative, their ideology mm. is different. So they're just going to look at it and go, I don't care. Our guy won. Fuck you. you. Know, you've been saying it before, and everyone should rewatch Gandhi because here's here's a lesson in how to boycott the government, if yes. you will. Civil the disobedience. Salt, the salt right. mines. Sure, they yeah. were they were right. They were making their own salt, but you can ignore and the their government. own garments. The, the, that was the other the thing. Wall Street, doing. and you've been saying it forever. You know, stop using oil if you don't like. The, right. You, know, you don't like stop using oil. Stop using oil. Don't like the banks controlling our lives. Stop using the banks. banks absolutely. Right? Start. You don't like the taxes and what they're being spent on. Barter more. Start establishing barter relationships. Absolutely. With people. One Start. to one, and take the middleman right. who's taking their cut right. out of it. Start nurturing the underground economy. The, the, it, it ought to be really simple. Let's go back to the basics. Very simple. I'm Og the caveman, and you're Ator. I'm good at skins. All right. Yeah. You're good at arrowheads. Here are some skins. You give me some arrowheads. We have been convinced. Deal. Nobody. No intermediate. Intermediary needs to be involved we in that transaction. We have been convinced. This is one of those things that was mm-hmm. like the solar thing. You know, you guys, you just don't have the proper knowledge. Of this. You need to let us mm-hmm. pros deal with it. Right. We're, the, we're the guys who know how to handle money. We know how to handle yeah. business. Yeah. Let us deal with it for a fee. For a fee. For a fee. And yes. those fees add up. Okay? Sure. Nobody spends more on fucking lobbying than banks. You, they're literally, right after the crash, okay, in 2008, mm-hmm. With interest rates at 0%, you could borrow money for fucking nothing, okay? Mm-hmm. Banks, right after that, after they got bailed out on our dime, spent in 2009, uh, no, 2010, they spent $520 million on lobbying. Yeah. Now, these guys don't spend dollar one unless they know they're getting two back for Of course. It. Okay, that's not lobbying. That's an investment. Sure. They're investing in congressmen. Right. They're investing right. in our government. How is that not graft? Right. Okay. My point here is that we brought all of that to the forefront mm-hmm. in Zuccotti Park. It was all out there. Effect? Yep. Zero. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Effect. Fucking nope. zero. So look, folks, you want to march? Great. But you know, unless you're willing to set up shop in a heartland, so what? I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yep. I really don't. Good point. No. I'm, I'm just, you know, you, you think I don't want equal pay for women? I do. You think I, I, I love, I, Planned Parenthood is one of the great organizations yep. out there. Just yep. across the board for what it does, the impact it has, sure. all those things. Okay? March, 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 March. Yeah, there you go, man. That was, that was from a year ago. That was exactly a year ago. It was January the 30th. And it was, you know... It was right after the Women's March. Yeah. Okay, it was right, you know, it was 10 days after uh, Trump's inauguration. And on the show two weeks ago, I bitched about all the bitching not coming hand-in-hand with the action. 
that could have a truly, you know, reformative effect, which is, you know, which is, as we just heard, is exactly what I did right after last year's day of, you know, chicks, dames, broad skirts, sugar britches, and their willing cuckolds marching for women <laughs> and a whole bunch of other shit. Now, well, are you really <laughs> a cuckold if you're willing? I mean, doesn't that just... I don't know. But guess what? Here's the thing. It looks like things may be starting to change for the better because as of January 19th, uh, there were 390 women planning to run for the House of Representatives, a figure that's higher than at any point in American history. 22 of them are non-incumbent black women. Um, just, you know, for perspective on this one, uh, let me do this. there are only 18 black women in the House of Representatives right now. Uh, there are 49 women are likely to be running for the Senate, which is a 68% uh, increase than the number who announced at the same point in 2014. And the thing is, is that it's not uh, just on the coast, because that was my big thing, okay? You know, you've got to be west of 95 and east of the 405 to, to make it different. So, you know, there's some more, uh, what I write down here, some more libtardish folks in the heartland are getting their gumption up. Uh, representative citizens coming from all parts of the nation, cobblers and farmers, that was the intent, that was... Intended by the founders, says Marie Newman, a former small business owner and anti-bullying advocate who is challenging Illinois Democrat Dan Lipinski in a primary. Quote, you come to the house for a while and bring your ideas and then you probably go back to your life. Unquote. Not only has her opponent been in office for 13 years. okay, but his father, okay, Lipinski's dad held the exact same seat for 20 years before that. She said, it's a family that has reigned supreme like a monarchy for over 30 years. Okay. Now, I was telling you earlier that mm -hmm. I found somebody for us. I found a Republican. Okay. All right. Let's okay. see this. Uh... The gal who caught my eye that, that I am going to be supporting. The gal? The gal who caught my the eye. The dame? The dame that brought the skirt right. to Sugar Bridge is a Republican named Lindsey Brown. Who is running the she's running the Republican primary for New Jersey's seventh congressional district? Okay, yeah, Republican. Okay. okay, she's got a little video out that she talks about what her beliefs are, where she's coming from, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Great, Mrs. Brown, who I <laughs> like, I wrote Mrs. Brown, who according to Ray Davies of the Kings has a lovely daughter. Inside joke. I, I, I get it. I, I got Ray Davies gap. You got Ray. <laughs> She is running against a guy named Leonard Lance, who was a five-time incumbent and was rated the fifth least effective member of Congress. He got a 0% rated. Wow. And the entire time he's been— Is that been, a bad thing? I, that, okay. I, don't need, I, I don't know what the— Well, he's consistent, think. if nothing else. He has sponsored 25 bills. He hasn't written any. He hasn't been the okay. prime. He's just sponsored 25 bills, none of which passed through committee, let alone became a law. All right. This is a guy who also doesn't believe that a citizen has a right to clean air and clean mm. water. Mm. Okay. okay. Lindsey Brown, on the other hand. Okay. Yes. This babe? Yeah, this babe. This, this, this Oh, yeah. This, All right. Oh, please. She's a All right. total biscuit. All right. Total biscuit. All right. Married, kids, suburban. And the thing is, is that the 7th Congressional District in New Jersey, I believe in 
2010 or 2012 was redrawn. So all of a sudden, it included right. more white rich people. It looks like a chicken. It looks like a chicken now. It used to look like a rabbit. Yeah, it's really, mm-hmm. and it's literally right across. You know, it's it's right across the tunnel. It's mm-hmm. right across the Holland Tunnel from uh, from New York City. Okay, but it doesn't include Newark, of course. <laughs> no, that's not happening. It doesn't include Jersey City. It does, however, include you know. Huntington County, and, you know, the average income is like $101,000 for the residents in the 7th, 7th Congressional District in uh, New Jersey. I like this chick. I really do. Okay. okay? She is. What's her bag, Dad? She is pro-choice. Uh, okay. Well, she uh, she believes that education and the what we're doing with education needs to be a primary focus. Well, she does not believe really. in... Uh, Private school voucher Private program, voucher uh, program. Uh, she, Betsy DeVos. You, right, she is not for that. Achmira Christian, Betsy. She is, um, you know, she's fiscally conservative. Yet, yeah, marched. Fine. She marches on both of those. She she marched on both in both of the marches hmm. for women's rights. She, right. she okay. Lindsay Brown, L I N D S A Y Brown. Look her up on Facebook. She's got like right. a five minute uh, video. Yeah. Where she talks about what she believes in. And okay. I watched it twice, and I'm telling you, okay, this is a Republican skirt I can right. get behind. Right. And not just because I want to put her on a pedestal high enough so I can look up the skirt. Sorry. I am talking about she is the kind of person <laughs> I would like to see get into Congress. Sounds like a classy broad. She, you know, I swear to God, she does. Yeah. You take a look yeah. at her, I am all over that action. All, All right. right, great. So there we go. Good you know, you. I, I searched, right. I found, right. and there's more of them. I believe as of now, I heard a number, I believe it was this morning, that 500 women have now put in their paperwork to run for House of Representatives, Senate, or Governor All right. across this nation of ours. Okay? I think there's like 50, 50 women that have submitted paperwork to run to uh, run for governor in California. Good. Good. You go, girls. Yeah. But here we go. So you know what? Guess what? After all that bitching, maybe I uh, maybe things are coming around. Maybe I spoke too soon, saying mm-hmm. that it was going to be ineffective. My friend, very good friend of mine, Ken, mm-hmm. you know, I was right after this march, he, shed, he had pictures of him and his wife and his young daughter. And I was telling him, I said, you know, I don't, it seems, you know, it's all theater to me. He goes, let me tell you something. After last year's March, my daughter, who's like, you know, she's not even 10 years old yet, was inspired enough, okay, to write a letter to some congressman, you know, about women's rights or whatever, about his stance on something, you know. She, like, took up a campaign with her and her classmates. So you know what? I, there's nothing I'd love more than to be completely wrong Okay, about what I said last year, that it was all going to be theater and never amount to anything. And nobody, because it looks like, okay, mm-hmm. things are, the worm is turning slowly here. The worm is turning slowly. Uh, and I'm not sure if the gropioid epidemic was the catalyst for this. Maybe. And I don't give a shit. Maybe the, I'm you know, glad that something. It was just one goose too many. And, you know, that was it. Up. something has catalyzed it, and I'm all over it. And I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be proven wrong. I'd love it. Okay. If 
you know, Eugene Inesco's rhinoceros was not uh, confused with a uh, million-woman march or whatever. In any event, we've got, we've got time, you know, run out. We've got such an abundance of groove uh, that we've got queued up. So, unfortunately, we don't have time to give Cortland Sykes the merciless <laughs> ass-whooping he so All dearly right. deserves for claiming to support women's rights, but not the kind that has, quote, oppressed natural womanhood for five long decades, the kind of wrong-headed women's rights that allowed that allow mean-spirited radical feminists to use political correctness and their, quote, little broom label of sexist to define womanhood and women's rights for me, for my family, for you and your family, and for my country and the world. But good news, he says. They're finished. Just ask Hillary, he says. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, is, that I, example. It is a crying shame. We can't spend any time exposing Cortland Sykes to the harsh glare of shame he should be subject to. It really, I, I, I wish I could talk more about Cortland Sykes and what a prick he is. I really do. But, but I can't. Right. I can't. I can't. There's just not enough time because of all the groove that we've got. Right here on SoFloRadio.com.
close to him and check the file to see who bet to die. Check the style. I flip the script so they can't get fouled. At least not now. It'll take a while. I change your pace to complete the beat. I drop the bass till MCs get weak. For every word they bite, it's a scar they keep. 'Cause when I speak, they freak to sweat the technique. I made my debut in '86 with a melody and a president's mix, and now I stay on target and refuse to miss. And I still make hits and beats. Parties and clubs in the cars and jeeps. My underground style vibrates the streets. MCs wanna beef, then I play for keeps. When they sweat to technique, technique. Don't sweat to technique. Know how many styles have I ripped and wrecked? But researchers haven't found all the pieces yet. Scientists try to solve the content. Philosophers are wondering what's next. A piece was took to a lab to observe them. They couldn't absorb them. They didn't deserve them. My ideas are only for the audience's ears. For my opponents, it might take years. Pencils and pens are swords. Letters put together from a key to chords. Most of a sculpture, more with a structure. Because of my culture, I'm a ripping destructor. Typical styles of the beat for the technology. Complete with sights and new heights after I. Get deep. You don't have to speak, just see. When they peep the technique, technique. Don't sweat the technique. Right on the edge of the big crevice now, standing in the middle of the Golden Gate Bridge, full of fear and still loafing. I leaned over the railing, and as I looked down at the water below, I knew I'd found my angle on California. I hated it. I hated everything about it. The inane smiles, golden suntans, steel-belted radials, the disgusting ocean slobbering over the sand. This was it. Not only the edge of the United States, but the end of the world. There was nothing left to do but thank the people who put me here. I wanted to smash their ugly, cynical New York faces, every one of them. I wanted to smash them all, but they hadn't sent my check yet. Now put your money where your mouth is. You have the method, but will you move mountains? This has become quite a vehicle with a roof or a grand ice ego. You have adapted to the wrong. Your poor trail betrays your soul.
is Martin Fry. F-R-Y. Who needs the moon when we got the stars?
Stewart and Corey, we're not quite sure how much time is left in this song. Yeah, everything's blurry now. I mean, <laughs> Love Sculpture, Wang Dang Doodle from their 1968 album, Blues Helping. And, of course, a Willie Dixon song. That is uh, Dave Edmonds' band before, you know, Rock Pile and everything else he did. It was great. Before that, ABC, A to Z from How to Be a Zillionaire. 1985 before that the mix the mix the mix it, it was national lampoon's radio hour into 12 foot ninja doing one hand killing from outlier which came out in 2016 those guys from australia into yeah fania all-stars coro miare live to 1971 i love that so i could listen to that shit all day for the national lampoon art official Doing the uh, Eric B. and Rakim classic, Don't Sweat the Technique. That was a 12-inch remix they came out with in 2008. Those cuts are uh, from right down here in Miami. And kicking off the set, Haystacks Balboa. Doing spoiler from the 1970 album, Detoxified. You gotta love it. You know, I was always into shredding seeds. This one, you got three marks in this band. You got uh, Mark Pilato on bass, Mark Mayo on guitar, and uh, another Mark somewhere along the line. Those two... Uh, Mayo and Pilat are actually still playing together as a band called Blue Lagoon. So uh, I got in touch with uh, Mark Pilat through uh, Tom Semioli, another one of these, you know, bass player fanatics from Know Your Bass Player column that Tom does. And uh, they're going to get me some of their uh, new stuff from uh, Blue Lagoon. So that ought to be cool in a gang. On that album, uh, interesting stuff, uh, Larry West uh wrote uh, one or, or I think he wrote at least one, maybe a couple of the tracks on that album. He, of course, is the younger brother of Leslie West from Mountain. Oh. And previously uh, from a uh, group, a bunch of nice Jewish boys from Long Island uh, who were in a band called The Vagrants. Right. And I have played a song from those guys uh, ways back. They do a, a great cover of Otis Redding's Respect. Mm. So I played that. So there's a bit of a tie-in with all that. So... Obviously, you know, still tons of groove to get to. I thought I would briefly mention just the headlines that caught my eye, but that, you know, we just didn't have time because we had mucho mas groove on the show. Uh, here we go. Satanic Temple sues Missouri over abortion rights and could win. They've been winning all over the place. Oh, yeah, we the love Satanic them. Temple. We yeah. love them. That's that pentagram, baby. Getting that uh, the statue of Baphomet up everywhere, right next to the Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah, baby. The one I told you about earlier, Nutella riots spread across French supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see who else here up. This one, you know, at some point we are going to have to talk about this. Top Republican warns that under new spending bill, the intelligence community could expend funds as it sees fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been given a new... Blank check, as it were. Here's one. Criminal underworld is dropping Bitcoin for another currency. <laughs> I know. Why? Bas- I mean, uh, oh, really? You don't say. Jid Holmes, uh, please. <laughs> These things were invented. For Did you see, there was a Bitcoin robbery. People broke into a guy's house and at gunpoint forced him to log on Did and transfer really? his coins. Yes. Wow. In the news this morning. They've gone old school now. They're not just doing it over the, uh, you know, they're not just going onto a keyboard. They're actually showing up and manning up. Yep. I like that. I like that. I like old school. Put a gun to, you know, it's the old expression. I have nothing. If you hack my bank account, it'll take money out of yours. The vacuum (laughs) is so strong. It's like a black hole. (laughs) (laughs) You get further with a kind Mm. word and a gun than you do with just a kind word. Yes, you do. So uh, let me see what else we go. Why baseball's economic system might be broken. That was an interesting article. Texas judge 
pushes jury for acquittal in child trafficking case, saying God told him to do it. Maybe he did. I, <laughs> I told your people to kill those other people. Pennsylvania, he does that all the time. Of course he does. Pennsylvania Supreme Court orders redrawing of congressional map that, quote, plainly and palpably favors the GOP. Mm. So that's going to be interesting because they've, they've got a limited amount of time to do it. Yes. Um, so that should be uh, interesting. <laughs> this one, I don't know why this headline caught my eye. Well, there's a reason why, because Megyn Kelly on her show went off on uh, Jane Fonda. She brought up the whole Hanoi Jane thing again. Mm-hmm. This is in reference to uh, plastic surgery and this, that, and the other thing. The, uh, the headline was, why nobody likes Matt Lauer or Megyn Kelly. I didn't even read the article. I just took a look at the headline right. and figured, yeah, I don't need I, I know why I don't like Megyn Kelly. Yeah, and you know, wasn't Matt Lauer a groper? Didn't he get caught? Yeah, up he's in a gropioid guy. He's, yeah, he's, he's not a victim. Oh no, no, no! He's a perpetrator. That's right. He's a perpetrator. He's, a perp- he's not a victim. He wasn't a victim. That's, well, that, there you go. I don't like. He was a catalyst. He's I a don't source. Like, he's I don't a perpetrator like him because he's a groper, and I don't like her because she's a Nazi. Yeah, well, she's she's a bigoted clans what person. She, I know what she is. She's she's a foe. She is a foe centrist. Faux-centrist is what she F-A-U-X. is. F-A-U-X. Here's one that I that caught my eye that I think you'd be interested in. George Soros says Facebook and Google's days are numbered. Mm, indeed. They are. Trump's infrastructure plan is actually Pence's, and it's all about privatization. So that mm-hmm. was one. And finally, uh, I've got a uh, crude-based trifecta of headlines. Uh, U.S. dollar gets slammed again as Treasury Secretary Munchen abandoned strong dollar mantra of predecessors, which was followed by weak dollar drives the oil rally, rally, and then culminated with the oil trade is no longer intriguing, says T. Boone Pickens. <laughs> oh, if T. Boone isn't interested, it's time to hey, bail. Hey, you know, I'm just going to scurry past mm-hmm. self-aggrandizing myself. By the way, no relation to Slim. No relation to Slim Pickens none, from none, oh yeah from What's Blazing it? Saddles right none Love none whatsoever they have no, no Love don't, it don't know each other but um, I'm going you know I'm not even going to you know contort myself okay and twist myself into a knot to pat myself on the back but uh, as of last night West Texas Intermediate crude was at sixty six forty two which is the highest it's been since November two thousand and fourteen this is last night. That was last night. Now, today, the market's plummeted. So that drove down the price of oil as of this morning to the high 65s, but still higher than it's been mm-hmm. since the end of 2014. I said it at the beginning of the year. I'm going to continue to say it. Keep an eye on oil. It just took longer than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. I'm telling you. So those are the things we couldn't get to because of all the groove and stuff like that. But you know what? Here's something what? I can always get to. Time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know, I'm talking about Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Bumper to bumper. Any make, any model, Dave and the entire ASC certified crew are the only folks you'll ever need popping your hood or fiddling around under your chassis. You know, if you're into that sort of thing. Which I am. Right? I was, uh, of course, watching the, uh, I had some of these things written down here, uh, the Barrett-Jackson mm-hmm. auto auction last weekend. Oh, my God. We had a 70 Chevelle SS, an LS6 455 V8 
Cranberry Red Four Speed Manual. We had a uh, 2008 GPV six by six armored police carrier that went. Uh, it it can pull thirty thousand pounds. Floats on water. Okay, this went for I don't know under hundred grand. But I'm convinced whoever bought it voted for Trump. There's no way somebody <laughs> buys that. There's no way a Democrat buys that unless they unless they're truly subscribing to your belief. Arm yourself, hippie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we had? We had uh, the <laughs> there's a new Tesla supercar that has. I swear to God, you know they have all these different modes mm-hmm. you can put in the car. This one has a ludicrous mode. Ludicrous. I we heard had a uh, seventy Challenger TA six pack, one of only two hundred forty made. All Porsches. Okay. From now on, all Porsche new models. Starting in 2018, will either be a hybrid or an all-electric. Every single one, okay? Every single one. So if Porsche's doing it, mm-hmm. okay, that's you really gotta. That's when you gotta stand up and say, okay, these guys know how to make freaking cars, baby, and they're going to electric and hybrid. We all should be going there. All right, we all should be going there. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, though. And no matter what your car is, Dave's got you, baby. Dave has got you easy to get to. 60 seconds off of I-95. You just uh, take Atlantic West to Andrews, make the left on Andrews, the right on third, and you're right there. 60 seconds, of course. You can go to the SoFloRadio.com website. Click on the box on the top row. This is Tony C's SoFlo Groovathon. It's going to take you right to my new much faster loading page because there's only a few shows on that with a link to the archives. Every show that I've ever done available to be listened to or downloaded for free, okay? Because wealth disparity should not stifle one's ability to get groove. Right on. It should not. And above the link for each show, you're going to see every song played on that show. So you'll be able to see every song I've ever played at the very top of the page you're going to see a description of the show and a link for precision auto works pompano beach florida click on the link take you right to the page tells you everything you need to know 954-247-9362 precision auto works of pompano beach florida it is the place where people who love their cars take, take their, their cars, cars. Yeah, a little bit of angst. i know you know what that means though right yes yeah time for the drive group i have put together along with Gramps Master Flash on the Mouses of Plastic, okay, a set that is so drive groove worthy, I I don't even know how, what, to, what to do with myself. We kick it off with one of the greats, Roy Buchanan on the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com.
I can't listen to that shit all day. Ed Hazel just screaming guitar there. Bootsy Collins, George Clinton, the P-Funk All-Stars, Power of Soul. That is, uh, of course, Jimi Hendrix song, you know, the Band of Gypsies. That is from the collection Power of Soul, a tribute to Jimi Hendrix. Came out in 2004. I'm going to be uh, closing out the show with another ditty from that album. That it, the, whole, the whole album is great. It wrote almost the whole album, actually. There, there, I can think of one or two tracks on it that didn't really, you know, get me tapping my toes. Before that, Randy Scruggs' Crown Jewels All-Star Band doing Lonesome Rubin. That is uh, Chet Atkins, Dwayne Eddy, Vince Gill, and Earl and Randy Scruggs. That is live uh, from the Randy Scruggs Crown Jewels All-Star Band concert. Great, great stuff. Before that, I had, oh, I put this, yeah, see, now I rearranged it, so I got to rearrange it here. Before that was Albert Lee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fun Ranch Boogie, which is, you know, I can I can listen to Albert Lee all day long. He's on that new uh, CD. I played a track from it last week, uh, the Steve Morse track, uh, you know, Friends or whatever. It's all the, uh, the uh, damn, now, now I can't remember the guy who makes the guitars. It's the guy who makes all these guitars. There's like a whole bunch of screaming and shredding Steve's on that album. Before that, Mungian, M-U-N-G-I-O-N. The name of the song is My Darling Troll from their 2016 CD, Scary Blanket. Those guys are from Chicago. Uh, interesting stuff, these guys. If, you know, I'm a jazz fusion fan. You're not a jazz fan, but no. Funky Fusion, you can almost, you can almost get there. You can almost. All right. Almost. I'll, I'll almost go there. You'll almost go there. These guys, I've listened to a bunch of their tracks. There's a lot of this stuff that's out these days. You Dopapod and all these other bands. You know, I, I was a big fan. I think Lettuce is the band that kind of really set the, you know, the, the, kind of set the tone for a lot of, you know, these bands that are coming out now. All these festivals. I'm finding out about these bands I've never even freaking heard of before. And a lot of them are quite good. These guys are from Chicago. They're actually starting a uh, tour on February the 8th and they're kicking it off at the uh, at a classic uh venue uh out in Kansas City Knuckleheads which is uh you know where a lot of people that's where Samantha Fish uh mm-hmm. is a regular there uh and they're going to be for uh my New York City listeners they're going to be playing at the Knitting Factory on uh the 21st so that is a show you want to see and for Alan Salad up in uh Burlington Vermont I'm pretty sure these guys are going to be playing Nectars uh, at some point in the next month and a half or so. That was the place uh, when I was going to school up there. That's where I saw Fish the first time mm-hmm. they, you know, when they first started playing. Because uh, when I was my first semester, junior year, Trey Anastasia was in, uh, you know, he lived on the same floor as me. He was a freshman. Mm-hmm. So that's how I found out about those guys. Before that, yeah, my friend Alon Portnoy, that is the monitors from a 1980 cable television show in new york city and you know i've played a bunch of stuff uh from ver- from various shows that my friends have been on that is uh alan and michael J. uh they went on to be in the fuzz tones mm-hmm. um along with uh richard on drums on that one doing the link ray classic rumble okay we talked about right. this it's in yes. every movie okay uh side note yeah alan's band out in kansas city they played knuckleheads <laughs> i got kicking off the set one of the all-time greats playing one of the all-time classics. Roy Buchanan doing Walk, Don't Run. That is uh, live from uh, 1980 from Rock Plast. Of course, that's the uh, 
event, the song The Ventures made it famous. That was actually, Walk Don't Run was like the first song that The Ventures were mm-hmm. known for. That was their first hit. But they recorded it because they had fallen in love with a an earlier version done by, yeah, Chet Atkins, who, of course, is in Randy Scruggs' Crown Jewels Band. Wonderful. So there, you know, it all ties in right there. Roy Buchanan, I saw Roy Buchanan the last time he ever played live at um, the Bottom Line in New York. And from this Rock Plast show, it was great. I had like the tables there are they they are um, perpendicular, okay, to the stage, so they come straight out, so that everybody is like you know these uh, the banquet table, so that no matter where you're seated, you only have to turn to the side. Nobody has their back to a. Uh, to the stage, all so right. they all come out. I was the second seat in from the stage. Very nice. So, and then after that, he uh, he committed suicide, mm. quote unquote, while in prison. So they say. But uh, yeah, Roy Buchanan, one of my all-time favorites. So there you go, baby. What do you think? Eighty-one in the books. Sounds great to me. Mistake free. Mistake yeah. free. Next uh, Sunday, of course, the Super Bowl. So I figure, uh, George, you're going to be doing your uh, your annual uh, Super Bowl party, at which the game itself isn't cared about at all, let alone actually watched. I'll be going skating as if it were any other Sunday. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I watch the Super Bowl, you know, as much for the commercials to a certain degree. I'm always hoping that the game is going to be a good game. I'll tell you what I hate mm-hmm. is the fact that now the halftime concert, you know, in a regular game, halftime is only like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. At the Super Bowl, okay, it is like an hour. Okay, this is – I think the teams that go into the Super Bowl need to come up with a game plan that takes into account that they have a much longer period of time in between the halves. I think that's one of the things the Patriots have gotten good at. And, you know, I hate the Eagles. But I'll tell you something. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for the Eagles. I know what their fans did. I know mm-hmm. that two different fans punched a horse in the last two weeks. I can I – can, you know what? I can work my way past that. I can yeah. work my way past the fact that they need a jail in their, their football stadium and the first first football stadium. To do. I can work my way past the Broad Street Boys. I can work my way past the fact that these people are notorious for having thrown and continuing to throw on whenever they get the chance snowballs at Santa Claus. You know, I'm just impressed that they're also such a good band. <laughs> well, they were. I remember seeing them the, first, the Eagles the first time they uh, reunited. With uh, on their uh, Hell Freezes Over tour, saw them out in Phoenix in '94 with uh, Los Lobos. Opening mm. great show, actually great show. You know, the thing that takes place the same Sunday as the Super Bowl every year is the final day uh, of one of my favorite PGA golf tournaments mm. uh, all year. It's the Phoenix Open from the TPC in Scottsdale, and uh, I've actually played. Both courses at the TPC. They've got the stadium course, which is where the tournament is played. They also have the uh, the desert course mm-hmm. out there. I played the desert course with Dave Ellison of uh, Megadeth. Oh, we actually played good. that course, and I played the stadium course with uh, another person that I won't bother to name. The interesting thing about this tournament is that it's rowdy. It is rowdy out the yin-yang. The 16th hole at the TPC at Scottsdale Stadium course is a par 3 that is a enclosed and is like a boozathon. People, it's it's straight out of um, you know the Adam Sandler movie that he did. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, 
shit, the golf movie he made. Oh, uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. You know, where at one point he's, he's walking up to tee off, and it's like really quiet, and he's like, come on, let's get some noise around here. That is what the 16th at the TPC in Scottsdale is. It is fun to watch. It really is. It's the one golf tournament, okay, that if you're not into golf, mm-hmm. is fun to go to. It's okay. fun. They are rowdy. It's also huge. All right. It is huge. The, the amount of spectators who show up at this thing every year is enormous as compared mm-hmm. to regular golf tournaments. But it is fun. I am totally, totally looking forward to that. That's like I – even though it's on at the same time as the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but what it does is it usually – the Super Bowl doesn't start until like 6 o'clock. Now, the TPC is out in Scottsdale, so they're two hours ahead – or two hours – excuse me, two hours behind – Mm-hmm. East Coast. So they, they make sure that that ends right before the Super Bowl is supposed to start. But every once in a while, they have to go to a playoff hall. And I watch the playoff hall. Fuck the Super Bowl. Because I can just watch that anytime. It goes okay. on and on and on. So there you go. So how about it, pal? About it? I didn't hear a thing you said after the first Super Bowl. <laughs> My brain filter kicked <laughs> right on. The, the sports thing? I solved a lot of problems uh, there, wearing, during that. Come on. If this isn't a geek shirt. That's very, very Tech geeky. Data Summer Camp 1997. I hope everyone enjoys the Super Bowl, and uh, and I'll have lots of elbow room at the room. My, my uncle, you know, he just sent me a message and everything, but every year at his house he used to have a Super Bowl party. It was great because he was like the first person that I knew that had one of those big six-foot projection yeah. TVs, you know, back when nobody had them. Okay? He had one, and it was awesome. Like back then, we were. It was like the thing, man. It was like wow. And he also lived like there was like a uh, uh, golf course mm-hmm. right next to him, one of these executive courses. So it's a part three, part four, you know, part sixty course. Only threes and fours. So we would be able to go out on certain years when it had, wasn't snowing or quite too cold. We'd like go out and you know hit. There's like that one hole. We just go up there and just keep playing the same hole over and over during the game. It was a lot of fun. Good memories, man. I have good memories of Super Bowls. I can think back. To various Super Bowls mm-hmm. and stuff, and where I was, and you don't give a shit. I d- what? <laughs> White noise. Hey, you know what we're going to do, though? All right. <laughs> we're going to come back in two weeks, and we're going to try and do the exact same thing again, just a little teeny bit better. Hey, you got your money's worth out of this yes, show. Yes, indeed. Okay? Look at this. We're coming up on three and a half hours of groove. Okay? More than 110 minutes of solid groove. Okay, that's that's groove. That is that is absolutely it. Okay, groovy as always. So we're gonna get you out of here though with another track from the uh, Hendrix tribute album, "Power of Soul." This one is uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire doing Voodoo Child, as always for myself and mi hombre Los Georges over there. It is aloha and peace. Good night, mom. <laughs>